took the tabernacle and pitched it. This Mark verse 7, very key. It's good we, we, we pay attention to that. That will not permit us to, to look at something there. And Moses took the tabernacle and pitched it without the camp, afar off from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of the congregation. That's interesting. And it came to pass that everyone which sought the Lord went out unto the tabernacle of the congregation, which was without the camp. And it came to pass when Moses went out unto the tabernacle, that all the people rose up and stood every man at his tent door and looked after Moses until he was done into the tabernacle. And it came to pass as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloud the pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked to Moses. And all the people saw the cloud the pillar stand at the tabernacle door, and all the people rose up and worshipped every man in the tent. May the Lord bless us as he has blessed his word. Amen. Now please pick that up. The devotional will be picked up now. I've told you so in continuation from where we stopped previously we saw how that moses was pleading with god concerning the children of israel that you know even despite the fact that a lot of things has happened yet that God should, you know, avert his anger or whatever he has proposed to do to them. And then looking through Exodus 33, and the Lord was, you know, telling Moses that he should go up from there. That is, they should live from where they are. And, you know, God mentioned something in the sense that he said not just you he said but the people not you have brought not even that I have brought That's exactly not the people I told you to bring or the people I, I I brought with my outstretched arm he said the people you have brought out of the land of Egypt to the land which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That is, God was not pleased with these people. So like your father said that um, 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 this is not gentle. This is a form of what? So, you know, God said, okay, there's time, it's time to move. You guys can start going now. And, you know, Moses insisted, his age is, yes, Moses was insisting that God should go with them because he knew that if God would not go with them, they are doomed. If the beasts would not come out to them, the occupant of some of that territories they will pass through will come after them. And they will slay them in their tens of thousands. Not, not even one of them will remain. So no, Moses knew what he was doing. In, fact, in that scripture, the Bible mentioned five nations that we are going to come. Mm, the Perizzite, the Jebusite, the Avite, the Atite. Now, the, the, the thing is that, you know, Moses is saying that uh, if you not, if you know that uh, you will not just blot my name out, 
He knows that God cannot signal a deadly blot out his own name. So that's why he's trying to, you know, emotionally blackmail God. Like, okay, see, this is it. If you say you will not hear me too, I will not agree. This is it. If you know you won't go with them, or you know you will not, you will not, you know you will not forgive them for what they have done. Just let's just say to these things once and for all here. When investigative in chapter thirty-three, you had that God told you, now you and these your people start moving, leave this place to that land that I have promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I will send my angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanite and the Amorite, the Attite, the Perisite, the Avite, and the Jebusite. So it's my angel that can go with you. The angel will follow you. At least if you have an angel with you, that's that's enough. What else do you want? So there are these people that are already occupant of those lands. Why they stray, or should I say, why they went on their um, what? How do I put? Well, shall let me say why they are on Hexa to Egypt. The land, the land is, is occupied by a certain set of people. You don't just leave a land. When Abraham got there in Genesis that was where he was from. Now you can imagine that even your own land you bought with your own money, eh? That you paid. You just left there and take okay, thank God I've paid and then you you, you built a little fence around it. Years. And you now come back, not even up to 400 years. After five years, you will see that some people would have been walking there. You say, ah, This is my land, and this is my receipt. They say, No, here is Olorebi that sold it to me. Which Olorebi, and then they will start going to the. They will start going to the Olorebi and back and forth. Just like one of the possessions of my mom, then. Countless times we will get there, we will meet somebody else on, on, on it. They will give her another portion. After they give her another portion again, after a while she has worked a bit and then she leaves it, somebody else would have come again and started doing all that. What was actually going on? I say, so, so, person, who sold it to you? And by the time they will get to the head of the family, they realize that the person had the counterfeit receipt. So they had to let him go. So now imagine the land that has been left for over 400 years. God said, don't worry, my angel is going to go with you. The Canaanites, the Avites, the Jebusites, they are dwelling there. I'm going to drive them out. They will leave the place for you. I won't leave you stranded. I gave you my word already, you will have it. I won't now say because uh, uh, you guys have messed up, then I'll say, okay, it's only the Canaanites I'll drive away. Be contending with the remaining day. No, he said all of them will I drive. And later in the Deuteronomy, he was saying that look here, I will not drive all these people at once. So. He said, but little and little, because if I don't drive them little and little, he said the beast of the field is going to multiply and they will come upon you and they will finish you. So until your tentacle is extends or expands rather. 
that is when you will have sufficient people to till the ground and you know you have enough to uh, to rear your animals and all that an entire a, 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 a family of still cannot you know cannot inherit the entire of alagbado you understand what i'm saying not even Agbado, like the entire Alagbado. They will understand. Because even despite the fact that they work day and night to put things in place, still they can't they can't they can't they can't they can't seal everything. I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. He said in theory, he said, go up to a land flowing with milk and honey, for I will not go up in your midst, lest I consume you on the way, for you are a stiff-necked people. He said, just let this angel be following you, because if I go amongst you, like I am following you as you are going, I'm going to consume all of you, because you are stiff-necked. It is when they say, don't go left, that is when some of you will say, no, it is that left you are going to. So that's told Moses, say to, the, say to the children of Israel, you are a stiff-necked people. I could come up into your midst in one moment and consume you. Now therefore take off your ornament that I may know what to do to you. You know that before now, um, Aaron already took off some ornament that he made the calf with. And then the ornament Aaron took from them was ornament of gold. Because he told them, he said, bring whatever that is gold that you are having on you. Let me just bring it. Let's see what we what, what we have. And then they, they, they removed everything they gave it to him. Then he made a golden car from it. And now God is coming again. So yeah, just give me all your ornament. Take it off. So that I can know what to do to you. Why would God say they should offer their own name before He knows what He wants to do to them? What is it about their own name? What has the ornament got to do with you? Do whatever you want to do. What's your business with my own name that I'm on? But I see that the reason why God will ask them to come off with their ornaments was because it is not theirs initially, it is for the Egyptians, it is for their neighbors. Because why they were living, they were told, they said, collect ornaments from your neighbors that are Egyptian, that you might be able to spoil the Egyptians. So before they left the land of Egypt, this ornament, they took it from the Egyptian. It is not theirs initially. So I figured was that, okay, probably it's even this ornament that you even took from this Egyptian that is even making you people misbehave. Bring it off before I even know what I want to do to you. So they stripped themselves of their ornaments by Mount Horeb. But I might need to ask what is ornament itself? What are those things that constitute ornaments? Is it just the jewelry? Is it just, or is their clothes even inclusive? <laughs> we never knew what other ornaments 
except we look into those um, era and see okay this period of time what are those things they refer to as ornaments because what we refer to as ornaments in nigeria might not be what they refer to as ornament in 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 um, in usa so we have to carefully dig 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 deep and you know know what they actually meant and what they were actually referring to not just assuming that uh you see you see you see god asked them to one feet and then we begin to build doctrine out of it I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So we might need to still check that up later. But I move further from where you were iterating that Moses took his tent and pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of meeting. And it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord went out to the tabernacle of meeting. Mm-hmm. What did that happen? <laughs> Went to the tabernacle of meeting, which was outside the camp. Why is that tabernacle of meeting outside the camp? God said it. If I walk in the midst of these people, if I am in their midst, I'm going to consume the only jewelry. We just wake up, we just realize that 10,000 people are there. What happened? Who killed them? And I will not lie. I will let you know this is my handwork. I did it. That is what I just performed today. Expect more to more twenty thousand only. So they took the tent and then you know that's where that that's 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 you know anyone that wants to seek the Lord, we go and seek him outside the camp. He's not within the camp any longer. So anytime Moses is going towards that uh, tabernacle, of everybody will now stand up by their tent. Around, around, like just just like a, a, a plantain that they just finished removing from one toy, the body will be calm. All of them will rise up and every man will stand at his own tent door and watch Moses until he has gone into the tabernacle. I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. That one single, you know, behavior or that one single heart that would, you know, that will make that will, that, will, that will make God distance from us. That will make us be distance from God. We will not, you know, we will not find ourselves in that heart in Jesus' name. I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. I don't know if I have any other thing. Maybe I don't in both of
Another was there is a dimension we walked into when we begin to walk in holiness as our Father in heaven is. Hallelujah. It's good. Then, um, the last thing I'm seeing here is the wisdom of Moses in that he prefers the presence of God than angels. The last thing which we are going to really explain is the structure of the scripture. When you look at that scripture, something is missing. In that, from verse 1, maybe to verse 3 or 4, God was talking about how they should move. They had not even told them that they have got to be tabernacle. Mm-hmm. But uh, then in that verse, I don't know what that particular is, maybe from verse 6 to 10, the Bible says that Moses built a tabernacle um, and called it the tent of meeting for the people. Uh, what is that all about? I thought Moses was from Mount, uh, from Mount Sinai or Oreb, but Oreb and Mount Sinai, that God was speaking to him from the mountain. How come they built the tabernacle again? What did they begin to build the tabernacle? When you begin to move to the chapter 35, you begin to see God saying that, okay, go and build the tabernacle, call it the tent of meeting, which means that what we saw, the element we saw in this chapter should not be there yet. That was what I was saying, that that chapter should have been the last chapter. If not for the Father, God wants to explain certain things to us. I don't know that you understand. Now, the Bible told us that Moses built a tabernacle. Where did he get the, the, the template from? From God. And this verse, chapter, what are we on? Chapter 3. From chapter 35, God began to give Moses the template of the tabernacle. So if it is in the chapter 35, God is mentioning the, the template of the tabernacle. And in chapter 33, we've seen that Moses has built a template. It's meant that there's a foreshadow. Do you understand that? So we are going to connect scriptures. What is the Lord saying? The Lord begins to contrast with us. I mean, to show us that the essence of redemption is that He wants to live amongst us. Hallelujah. Yes, and some other issues like that. But these are the things I've seen this morning. All of this we are reading helps to show us who the Father is and how He relates the basis of His relationship, which is holiness, which is that we be like He is. Look at what He told Moses. He said, Moses, these people you have brought, in other words, God is saying that these people are unlike me. Mm-hmm. And if I must walk amongst them, they have got to be in my image. So we begin to see Genesis chapter 1, verse 20, 26 and 28 coming to play. That man, after, man has to be the image of God if God will walk with him. Do you get that? Man has to be in God's image before God can walk with him. That's what God is saying here. So the Lord will have in Jesus' name. Never you forget yesterday, I mean, on Saturday, I told you we want to explain chapter 32 again. Before we chapter 33. There are things to explain here. And when we sit around them, we will not live for hours. And I know what I'm talking about. Where I'm seeing things. And I really mentioned some other things that uh, I began to take a look at. Now, one of the issues we raise is that why did God ask them to take away the ornament? Well, what's the ornament? So, what has the ornament got to do? with God's dealing with the people. And I begin to have a quick answer, which may not be too correct, that it seems that in our work with God, we come to the point God will begin to tell us to get away things that will distract us to our work with Him, or things that will trap us. It could be women. Look at the case I was addressing this now. Just because of a woman came into a relationship, and almost three relationships is almost splitting because of something. So we have to be God. God will get rid of. And this is the same principle possible for use. When we tell them the first contention, okay, what is the problem? Meet. 
because meat can make my brother to tumble, I will discard it. But what's the problem there? They are quibbling for the loss of, okay, let everybody eat from his home. Okay, what's the problem? Ladies, uh, they, are, they, are, they are gossiping now. Let no woman talk in the church. Now, what is Paul saying? It's not making a doctrine. He's saying that the system of God always in any generation is to get rid of anything that will be the cause of faith. If what you are calling for is cake, what you do is that, as in this home, we don't make cake. So they won't be called. Hallelujah. That's the basis of the doctrine. Not that they don't trust that is bad. Ornament is that no. God said that anything that will be a form of um, a form of struggle or that will serve as a, as a form of destruction between you and that boy, take it away. Did Jesus Christ say something like that? Yes, of course. If the ant, he didn't say go and tie rope on it and put it on your neck. He didn't say go and put kuluso that when you want to taste it, that it will be bitter. He didn't say go to the doctor and let them do surgery to close it some and say get rid of. Another scripture talks about the father. He said, flew sexual Another way to say it. So we begin to understand doctrines. So it's not the earring. It's not the wevon. But if I will spend 10 hours in the house of Urijiri, and I will come home and don't have time to pray, or I will get a job in Kui, and at the end of the day's work, I can no longer study the word of God, I can no longer pray. God will tell me, those get rid of that job. Is it wrong to walk on the island? No, it's not wrong to walk on the island. But if it stands in the way between the father and I, so that I cannot make me like my father, I get rid of it. If today I'm the shaman of EFCC, and I'm exposed to high level of corruption, and I begin to say, I'm going to bribe me, bribe Putin, Torotin, and they drop it for me and they left. Nobody saying anything to me. I can't burn the money. If I burn the EFCC come tomorrow, and they told me, and I was told that the money came to me, and when I said I bought the money, they will still take me to be a fraud. They will still lock me up. If I say, okay, I collected it and I put some, so what do I do? Go say, boy, my solution to this problem is get out of this office. This is wisdom for us. So there are things we can say that if we begin to look at them, we will not leave this place. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. But all we've learned this morning is to show us the nature of the Father. This God revealing himself. God revealing himself to someone in Shiloh by his word. God is revealing himself to all this morning by his word. How he operates, how he deals with us. Tomorrow we explain that verse where we saw that Moses built a tabernacle and it became an envy of the people. That when he, he left, you know, he has a tribe, he's a Levite. Okay, so when he leaves his own house and is going to the church, like the assembly of the people, the people will stand up and begin to run. The Bible says, when he enters that tabernacle, the cloud will cover it. It meant that as at that time, the tabernacle will be completed. And as at that time, they were ready to leave because what made them to still long him already was not because of the law, but because of the work that Bazalel is doing to build. It took him one and the other years to finish building. And when he, in fact, he didn't build it um, in Moses' house, he went to build it in his own house. Exodus chapter 39, chapter, 30, chapter 40 said that after Bazalel finished building, he brought it to Moses. And Moses incorporates them, arranged them in their proper places. And after arranging them in their proper places, the glory came. So what you read in chapter 3 is not meant to be there. It should be meant should be should, that appear in chapter 40. But that the Lord is telling us that the purpose of God is that he wants to dwell among the people. And since they cannot wait to receive ordinances 
by which he wants them to have his presence now, let them go. That that presence, they all envy that they will all stop. Ah, look at Moses going to the tabernacle. They will not have it. Because it takes a walk with the Father as only well to have it. That's what I want to explain there. But there's more to that. And the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So I want to say, Father, this season, open our eyes to have a face-to-face encounter with you. To have an encounter with you more. One of the prophecies I want us to see going tomorrow is in Isaiah chapter 9 about the Savior that the government is on his shoulder. And after that prophecy, the message that follows really strikes me. It says, and the Lord sent the word in Jacob and enlightened the whole Israel. Now the word that God sent in Jacob is not um, as has been popularly interpreted to be the fact that God gave him a vision. Like uh, one of our fathers in the faith will interpret that God gave me in 90 on this vision and it enlightened the whole world. I am not everywhere. That's not what God is saying. God is saying that the promise of the Savior is what has enlightened our path. Hallelujah. So we are glad. The government now is on its shoulder. And that is the word, the promise of the seeds to Jacob and has lighted the whole strength. Hallelujah. So I'm going to say, Father, we are praying for word encounter. Open our eyes to understand the word. Because if at all we must know God, eh? You know some people now if they will come and they don't think they don't think they take a They want to pray for and after the prayer, they have no knowledge. They can go bashing the refillings. They have no knowledge. But we have come to the place whereby we will teach you for two hours and give you 10 minutes to pray. At the end of your 10 minutes of prayer, you get to your house, you cannot recover. You still to pray. That's the basis of our faith that we teach the people how to press for all that God has in store for them. So we we'll do more of teaching. We will pray more also. But we explain the scriptures that we can pray, pray right in the Lord we are possible to just So even the Father this season give us encounter into the world. Open our eyes. Apostle Paul prayed for us, the church, so that the eyes of understanding be enlightened that we may know his purpose. We may know the reason why he saved us. So there is a reason. God is not just doing anything for nothing. He has an intention in mind. And Paul said that we cannot see this intention except we are educated. To be enlightened means to be educated. We are going to tell God that God, this season, educate me. Cause me to see what you are doing. So that I will see who I am. I will see who you are. Because until I see who you are, I cannot see who I am. And if I can't see who I am, I cannot be who you are. So therefore, I pray that this season there will be more encounters. That you reveal yourself to me, like you reveal yourself to someone in the world. That you will bring me to the same point of God most I had face to face encounters. In the name of Jesus, help me to be disciplined enough to create time out to have this encounter. In the name of Jesus, to have this encounter. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name we pray. Now, I have this to say last thing. There is no encounter with the Father without time. All that we are reading in the book of Exodus, we have that record because somebody spent 80 days without food. You know, there was a particular time the Lord began to just show me how that it is, it is, it is useless or it is high level of ignorance to pray prayer like and it's a sincere prayer. Okay, you know, I was telling somebody some years ago, and I asked him, what is your greatest desire now? He said, I'm praying that God will allow me to know. And I said, what do you mean? 
should have just expressed something that expresses the fact that you don't know the scriptures. Because the Bible told us that now by faith in Christ we have access to the Father. So I can know him. So what I need now is the discipline of creating time to know the Father. It's no longer a prayer request. It's a prayer that has been answered. Why? Faith is now in substance. Not what I hope for. So when I say, oh Lord, we'll more, we'll more, we'll more. We'll pray prayer all through your lifetime. But I'll have more. That was why Paul said that after I've heard of your faith, now I begin to pray that we know. Hallelujah. So that prayer is answered. We are going to say, Father, this time, give me the discipline to create time. Without time, that's one of the price we are going to pay. Without time, we can't know him. We can't know him. Okay. The Lord Jesus helped me to be disciplined and conscious enough to create time to be the one Everyone to create time. Well, without the creation of time, without the discipline to be alone, there is no knowing of the Father. The Father helped me. I want to know this season. I want to know this season. As I keep in touch with my family, keep in touch with my colleagues, keep in touch with my relatives, everyone also deem it well enough to keep in touch with you by creating time. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can you of the Take everlasting Father. We appreciate you this morning. Thank you for all that you have taught us. Thank you for opening our eyes. Lord Jesus, we pray in the name of Jesus that we have learned at your feet this morning. We pray you, you know, give us the grace that we help us as well in our daily work with you. That we won't just be like the Israelites that are stiff-necked people that you know, always obey what instruction has been given to them. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that you help us live our rights in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, we commit our days into your hand as well. We pray that you order our steps, Lord, in the name of Jesus. As we prepare for the forthcoming family camp meeting, we ask that you build over us in the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' name we are prayed. I read from verse 11. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as the man speaks to his friend. And he would return to the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. The 11. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you may see, see, you may say to me, bring up these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you, and that I may find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. And he said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, 
If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us, so we shall be separate. Your so we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. And he said, Please show me your glory. Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, You cannot see my face, for no man shall see me and live. Praise God. Okay, let me read through. And the Lord said, here is a place by me, and you shall stand on the rock, so it shall be while my glory passes by, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock, and I will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. So, we continue from where we stopped yesterday that Moses enters a particular tabernacle. And whenever he goes there, all the Israelites will stand by their tent and they'll be looking at him till he disappears into the tabernacle. Not really disappear till he enters. Let me put it that way. And then it was said that even after Moses had left the tabernacle and gone back to the camp, there is somebody who does not leave that tent. That is Joshua, the son of Nun. Why is he always there? Why does he remain there? Is there any special work Moses gives him? Or is it that um, he's like a, a security guard to the tabernacle? But we made to understand that even after Moses had left, Joshua does not depart from the tabernacle. Praise God. And you know, Moses was now, you know, having conversations with God. He said, fine, you have bring these people up, and, you know, you say you don't know us by name, blah, blah, blah. Truly, I found grace in your sight, and you consider these people. You consider these people to be your people. Let your presence go with us. And he said, no problem. My presence will go with you. And I will give you rest. And still Moses, not content with that, say, God, show me your glory. 
And Lord was like, see, to show you is not an issue, not an issue. but there's no one that will see me and will leave. He said, but I'm going to keep you by the cleft of the rock. I will pass by. You will only see my back. And I'm going to just, you know, I'm just going to pass by and then, you know, you only see my back. So that at least you will know that I take you to be a friend. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. said, I'm going to cover you. Just, you know, so that you can leave. The verses we read today showed us the kind of relationship that Moses has built with God over time. It shows us intimacy with God. That after a conversation has ended, he will raise up another one and go say, okay, no problem. Okay, that one is sorted. That one is not an issue. And then he was like, okay, let me see your glory now, Alpha. Okay, you see my glory, that's not an issue. But you will not see my face. And we even know that the back of the Lord that he saw, we know the aftermath. This morning, you know, passage is showing us the fact that the more you you relate with God, that is the more intimacy, is the more God reveals himself to you. The more intimate you become, it is clearer you see. If I am standing here and I'm trying to look at, you know, the railway crossing, I can only see faintly if I will get to half of the road. And as I go closer, as I go closer, even if there's a train that is passing by, I might just see faintly. But the, the closer I move there, it is the, what is the clearer I see. And this informs us that the more we intimate ourselves in the place of prayer, in the place of study, it is the clearer we see. It is the louder we hear. We don't just subject everything to assumptions. We understand it. It is clear. It's not, about a, it's not a maybe thing. We have that solid assurance. We have that clarity. I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. That even beyond the way we have been with him in our closet, that we will become, you know, we will, we will see reasons why we should press further. And not just fear, what, what is left to eat? We are filled with the Holy Ghost, we have read the Bible through. Tukutuku. No. But the more intimate we go with him, it is the more we see. I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know if you have anything to add to what I have said. Uh, um, I won't say anything much today. But to just to you, let us see that what we are reading now is a record of those conversations with Moses on the rock. And the thing I've not been able to do in this teaching is to, to show you why the rock 
on Sinai will God communicate to Moses? And secondly, why the tabernacle? We have got to study that. Because it has to do with our, our salvation. But then the thing that is very obvious, I mean, the, 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 the focal point this morning, and as we have been seeing for some time now, is the power of intercession. That God does not refuse man's plea with him. And like you have said, it's a level of intimacy. That's number one. Number two, I want you to know that this account is an account of the second reappearance of Moses before God, after he had broken the tablets. Now that tells us what the encounter on the mount had been. That on the mount, the cloud covers him, he hears the rumbling voice, but he had never seen the Lord. Don't let me double into it. Because, uh, don't let me double into it. But then we are going to just plead with the Lord this morning and say, Father, help me to be an intercessor. We'll see what awaits anybody that can pray. In 32, is it 33 we read today? Mm. In chapter 32, we've seen God's conclusion. These people are stiff necked, I will no longer go with them. Now move. They've been staying at Mosina. Now move. Then Moses went back in chapter 34. I said, No, okay, we are going to move, but we, we are not going to move here letting an angel go with us. We want you yourself. Then Okay, it's okay. Uh, we will move. Let your presence go with us. My presence will go with us. And began to ask certain things. Now, first, you know, God was telling him in 32 that these people you have brought up. In 33, we saw how Moses changed the whole thing. That, that this is your people. Mm -hmm. He will not take the glory. And some other things that we can pick. Maybe I want you to attend to uh, Ben. But the Lord will help us. We are going to see them in details in the name of Jesus Christ. But our prayer this morning, the Father, help me to be an intercessor, is a real role. First of all, Apostle Paul wrote, prayers, supplication, and intercession. So intercession is a task for all men. Look at this man. A lot of things. Now, before this guy came to address the nation of Israelite as to why they have gone to to an idol, he had first pleaded. After he had addressed the issue, he went back to still discuss the matter. And now, as he continues another set of forty days, he begins to discuss what I have not seen anything. Now we we are going to read thirty four tomorrow, where the Lord actually fulfilled his request. And there, I will show you that uh, I will explain what the Lord meant by nobody can see my face because the Lord actually revealed Himself to because God. It's God's intentions that man should know him. And we want to see how God reveals himself to man. That's one of the things we are going to be discussing maybe this evening as we start our camp meeting. God as he is. How God reveals himself to man. And we want to see that God is not a visible being. And really flesh and blood, Apostle Paul said, cannot inherit the kingdom of God. We cannot see God in the flesh. Putting that aside, we are going to pray this morning and say, Father, Help me to be an intercessor. Help me to be an... In fact, we are intercessors. Lord, I don't want to feel as an intercessor. 
So if something happens in your family, in your home, in your neighborhood, and your company, and you don't know about it, you should know that you have not been a, uh, a watcher. Another word for intercession is a watcher. Like God sent two angels to, to the entrance of the Garden of Eden to watch it, to guide it, so that Adam and Eve will not cross boundary. So we are watchers in our territory. We are watchers in our home, such that if anything is going to happen, if the thief is going to burn next two weeks, you have had a dream. And you may have a dream about it. It's God beginning for you to come and discuss concerning this issue. How do we do it? Should we let it blow? Should it not blow? But if you don't see anything, it blows. Hallelujah. The Father, I don't want to fail. I'm realizing my role as an intercessor. And I realize that there is nothing I will discuss with you as an intercessor you will not attend to. If Moses have told God that God don't let us live now, don't let us let's live, let's spend two more years here. That's okay. If you want to spend two more years, have a nice day. But he didn't mention that. The same thing we saw in Genesis chapter 18. Abraham pleading with the Lord. That no so because I saw them and Gumara. Okay, okay, what up? What up? And each time they mention, each time they mention something, see the Lord, okay. So God has no authority. He has given his authority to man. That even at the fall, the authority God gave to, to, to Adam, God did not retrieve it and said that Adam cannot activate it. But in Christ, you activate that authority. That we can reason with God and say, Father, concern this issue. No, 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 no. No, let it be. And Lord will not say no. Father, I don't want to fail as an intercessor. Help me see the power I have got as an intercessor. That's the single prayer I pray. Put in me the passions to pray. Let the Holy Ghost help me to 